share why it's take two. Yeah. I th- I think, so we started the first recording, and not even five seconds in, our lovely cat Tiger decides to just scratch his asshole all up and down my bedspread. So... And then you followed that up by saying he's committed <laughs> some crimes in this room. And for context, yesterday, what was it yesterday he ate my sandwich. I had a, I had a sandwich sitting on my bed, on a plate. It wasn't just a raw. I wasn't just raw dogging a sandwich on my bed. And I left the room for like two minutes to go like grab a tea or something. And I come back in, and half the sandwich was gone. <laughs> Fuck you, tiger. I work from home, and so I'm just sitting in my office drafting away. And I hear, Tiger, what have you done? <laughs> you don't understand. I was so excited about that sandwich. Uh, I won't go, guys. I still ate it. I told you it was fine. Yeah. You just you um, like, may have imbibed pastorella. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. You know, I'm looking with you. now have butt germs on your bedspreads. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> anyway. Welcome back to your subscribe content. Um, we did have a social contract that we were going to prepare this by, like, the 1st of January, and then we didn't do that. Yeah, we had big plans. They were lofty goals. We're rolling in hot on January 11th, but I will say, I've read five books so far this year, so... And none of them have been for the podcast. But I did read the assigned chapters right before yeah. the podcast. Yeah, Bailey did just read it, so it's fresh in her brain. It's I won't lie, guys, it's been, like, three weeks since I read it. So it's it's the opposite of fresh in my brain. That's okay. It's it's going to be like a little amuse-bouche of entertainment for you. Yeah. But we promise we're going to get back into the 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 jig of things. One can only hope. So we'll be getting some regular content from us from here on out. Knock on wood. But I am sure our listeners loved you actually knocking <laughs> on wood. What can I what can I say? I like to pres- provide asmr for everyone truly truly so this is chapters 21 through 25 and let's just dive right in or i guess climb right in if you want to be uh clever about it so we dad joke thank you we open to a scene of selena climbing up a stone wall of like a castle uh this is one of the tests and they're supposed to climb up I don't think it's called a turret, but it's, like, one of, like, the castle towers they're climbing up yeah. to get a flag. It's basically a big game of capture the flag. Except you don't try to steal it from the other person. You just climb oh, the really? top of the tower. Yeah, so capture the flag has two different teams, and each team has yeah. to capture the flag and then bring it back to their designated flag location. You guys can tell I was last picked in gym class right now. I don't think I ever understood that. I literally only know about Capture the Flag from Halo games. I don't even know what that is. Halo Halo. is... You know what? I don't need to describe Halo to you because you don't care. I don't. The champions are each given one tool through which they will climb to the top of the tower. Selena has chosen a jar of tar. She's so smart. Can we just... She's just so smart so smart you you had concerns that she had both tar and rope but she was just using rope to attach the tar to her belt so not to worry sarah well, she did not cheat i thought it seemed like they said that everyone was only allowed to have one item i was like well now she has two items after after she also made fun of like kane and like her little narration be like of course he went for the rope basic ass bitch well kane's just a like really angry meathead I I mean, yeah, but, like, she can't be all, like, what a basic bitch for choosing rope. And then she also uses rope. 
I'm from sorry. her waist. To hold a jar on her waist. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's like saying she's not allowed a belt. Well. Sarah's just imagining Selena walking around in a singlet. And a floating jar of tar. I think she should just be holding the tar. The jar of tar. Hand. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ned Clement... Who called himself aside? He falls off the tower and dies. Um, I have to say that when I hear Ned, the only thing I think of think of is the lawyer from Outlander. Because I What's loved his that name man. Ned? His name was Ned. I liked him. He was great. So I so it's it's really jarring for me every time that like Ned is brought up because I'm a, I have like a warm and fuzzy association, and then it's like the scythe, scythe. However you say it. I really liked that character from Outlander. He was, he was so good. gentle. He was a good friend to Claire. He was just a good guy. And I, I feel like a relatively, like, adequate lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. 10 out of 10. We love Ned. We don't like this Ned. That's okay, though, because he's dead now. He, he is fell. dead now. He's squashed like a bug. Uh, Kane and Grave are trying to not not off the tower. Not oh, this was so upsetting. And Grave somehow snuck, like, a little shiv in with him to this challenge and actually cuts the rope. And Selena, being the badass that she is, leaps off the tower, catches him in midair. I didn't quite understand which one of them grabbed the rope that was just dangling from, I guess, another competitor. I feel like, wasn't he spider monkeying off of her at this point? I mean, yeah, he was holding her. So then it as, must have been her. As one did in Twilight. Yeah. To it was Edward Cullen. Very fun. Truly. And you said that this was Fantasy Ninja Warrior right here. And I'm so glad that you're continuing with that bit. Because yeah. I was really committed to it in 2023. Yeah. I know I you were know. really proud of it. So. I, I was so proud of it. And I'm not going to lie. I did steal it from somebody who works at local Barnes & Noble. Who actually described Throne of Glass as Fantasy, Fantasy Ninja Warrior. So. Wow. Not Props even original. But I I felt very intense about that. Like, I yeah. really, I was like, this is my aesthetic. Yeah, you were like, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to try to fit it into every single episode. So, yeah, that was for you. 2024 is a new me. I don't know what it is that I'm going to make work, but it will be something. Fantasy Ninja Warrior. No, that is old news. Oh, my bad, my bad. Uh, unsurprisingly, Kane wins this, this trial. He gets the, the flag. Uh, Selena comes in 18th, which Kale then nags her about, but I'm not convinced Kale could even climb up the side of a tower, so really, does his opinion matter now? Exactly. Also, she came in 18th after saving someone else's life. I think so... that's just an automatic win. She captured more than the flag. She <laughs> captured our hearts. Ahaha! Uh-huh. You're really rolling with the jokes today, Bailey. Thank you. That's, I'm really enjoying that. will be my 2024 commitment. It's just dad jokes all the time. Just dad jokes. Um, cut scene. Kale nagging Selena. Boo. Boo to Kale. I honestly, like, I really try hard not to check out during Kale scenes. But then <laughs> he so forgets, hard. like, the simplest information about Selena. Like, the fact that she was trained by Arab and Hamill. Yeah. Like, buddy. And didn't think about the fact that, like, again... Perhaps Selena did not choose her career of assassin, but was, like, forced into it, much like, and she relates it to the courtesans that go through training and mm-hmm. then are indebted to their brothels. Then we have a time jump for two weeks. Selena doesn't see 
Dorian Hevillard for a while, which for some reason she's sad about. Honestly, neither of these men really, like... I know, reading this as an adult, I'm like, damn, the bar was really, really low. There was no they bar. S- there was no bar. Yeah. Because they're still not reaching it. No. No bar. We cut to chapter 2020. Chapter 2023. We cut to chapter 23. We've got a little PTSD nugget where Selena's having a terrible nightmare. And Kale comments on the fact that she was screaming and sweating, but thankfully doesn't make things any worse than, I guess, just that observation that he makes. Why comment on that? Why? Well, I think he woke her up. Oh. Like, she was screaming. Okay. Somewhere. Fine. Apologize for Kale, then, I guess. It doesn't... The book doesn't describe where she was screaming. Like, was she in bed? Was she in her rooms? Was she someplace else? Nobody really knows, but Kale woke her up, and then they discuss Samhain. How do you say that? What? What is it? Sam- oh, in my head, I've been saying Samhain. Okay. But I don't think that's right. I think this is well established on this podcast. Well, I saw a little TikTok from an Irish lady talking about the pronunciation of... the Celtic version of this because this is like a bastardization of that word Mm -hmm. and she said like a lot of people use like a hard vowel sound that's not supposed to be I don't really think I should get I guess what is it is it etymology from TikTok though Um, because entomology is bugs etymology is words right sure Okay. yeah I believe that say it confidently enough isn't that everything you say? For real. Selena said that she can't go to the big feast for Samhain, and Kale doesn't really give her a good answer for why she can't go. There's some oatmeal porn. Wait, um, what? Where she's she's like eating breakfast. Oh. And oatmeal porn is a really interesting way to describe <laughs> that. Well, you're the one that is talking about how it's you with oatmeal, and you love oatmeal with sugar in it. Wait, really? Yeah, she said, oh, she loved porridge, but perhaps it needed another spoonful of sugar. Oh. That is very me. Bailey was making fun of me today when I made oatmeal this morning, and I put two tablespoons of sugar in it. Yeah, you're going to give yourself type 2 diabetes. We're already well aware of that, guys. Mm, Cutscene, Dorian Hevillard is in a pew for some sort of prayers, probably for the festivities. This is supposed to be like a day of the dead, but oh. make it vaguely Celtic, I gotcha. guess. Right? Um, but he is not a religious boy. He's just there, so no one bothers him. He runs into Selena and Nehemia. Nehemia, I've missed her. I've missed Nehemia too. For all, what was it, three weeks that we've, we've not had any Nehemia content in our lives? Here yeah. she is. It's been too long. Nehemia is irate that Selena is not going to the feast. Aww, she wants her bestie there she with her. She does want her bestie there. I would too. It'd be really upsetting. I just have a lot of sympathy for, like, Nehemia, like, being at this, like, play, new place with, like, only, basically only one friend and, like, her guards, like... 
That's upset. Like, I hate, like, having to go to, like, a big social gathering where you don't really, like, know you. don't have, like, any good friends there. Oh, I don't go to those social gatherings. We really should not have allowed cats into this room. Yeah. recording. Cat is trying to eat my beauty blender, guys. At least it's not your sandwich. <laughs> At least it's not my sandwich. Uh, we have another reference to Dorian's big heart. And <laughs> Selena says that Dorian can entertain her in... A variety of ways, and then there's some blushing from Nehemia and Dorian, and honestly, same. Wait, Dorian is here when she says that? Yeah, oh, he's they ran present. Into oh. He's physically present during this exchange. That's right, that's right, that's right. That's bold. Yeah. It's, it's pretty hilarious. Um, Then there's another cutscene where Selena, Kale, and Nehemia are all together, and Nehemia wants to be taught common tongue, and Kale's like, you can't hang out with her because you're a bad person, again, in front of Nehemia. And Nehemia was like, well, I'm a princess, and I say that we will, in fact, don't boot my kitty cat. Um, she was, she was off to go do naughty stuff. Look, she's gonna sit in my lap just like this. She is not going to do that. She is so... I was going to say good, but I can't even say it with a straight face. You're actually the worst. Um, guys, when you get a cat, make sure to get one that's already an adult. Because this cat, I found her in the middle of the road. Put her in a Chick-fil-A bag. Brought her home for my husband for his birthday. Yeah. And of the things that she's destroyed, uh, the carpet multiple times down to the subflooring. She's eaten the drywall. She's eaten the wooden trim from multiple windows. She's ripped off wooden trim around door frames. The couch. The couch. She has eaten the couch. Couch is heinous. The couch is heinous. Um. Yeah, and then I'm various scratch what, marks. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else she's done. This. Oh, she'll she'll eat shoes. She destroys oh, shoes. Oh yeah, sweaters and sweaters. Yes. I any you can't leave any sweaters. items that you like like around the house with her here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's also she's largely purses. I don't learn from my mistakes. Yeah. I will say. But she's really pretty. She's very pretty. She's very mean, too. She she will just, like, assault you for no reason. She's not mean. She's very mean. She's chilled out since I had a baby. Look at her. She's so calm. So calm. I'm actually very terrified of this cat. Yeah, we all are. We're the, she's the real boss here. of this house. Like <laughs> The only person she likes is my child. Pretty much. And Aubrey. She doesn't even like him anymore. She just likes the baby. Just the baby. Yeah. Do you like me, Isabel? She's pointedly ignoring me. <laughs> She's not looking at you. Last night, I was telling Sarah, I kept waking up like every hour because my son wouldn't sleep. And each time I woke up, Isabel was just sitting upright, like very erect, staring down at me. And just bed. like gargoyling at him. <laughs> it was not okay. Isabel is the animal personification of Evil Clock. Yeah, she really no. is. So it's really fitting that she's here. It is fitting that she's here. Um, speaking of evil clock, <sighs> they're having this conversation, Selena, Nehemia, and Kale, in the gardens, and they see evil clock and Kane kneeling in front of evil clock. Um, Interesting. Doing something. Not suspicious at all. They find a word mark, which Nehemia identifies but doesn't like say what it's about. And then there's a little foreshadowing here where Nehemia is staring at Selena's forehead real hard. And then Selena of knowing what word marks are. And Selena seems very confused and 
slightly distressed by this interaction. Okay, I have to say, like, what was the whole staring at the forehead thing? Okay. I'm forgetting. Well, since we all clearly know this is a podcast filled with spoilers. Yeah. If you, like, go to the end of Throne of Glass, the word mark on her forehead, like, becomes visible to a bunch of people. And Nehemia ends up doing a series of things associated with that word mark. And I think in book two, we get some more explanation of the word mark because it has to do with a prophecy that Selena has to fulfill. Okay. It wasn't the word mark of protection. I think you have moral instruments where Simon has that on his forehead too, like the mark of Cain. You're thinking of the mark of Cain because this isn't a mark of protection. This is more of like a mark of she's a lamb to slaughter. Okay. Interesting. 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 Who put that on there? I think she was born with it. The gods put it on there. I don't know. It wasn't, like, put on there by a person. It was put on there by some sort of greater entity. Gotcha, gotcha. But we don't we don't know any of that information right now. All we yeah. know is that Nehemia has, like, a weird thing for her forehead and is getting all cagey. Okay. Classic. About word marks. But we have a very quick conversation turn from word marks to learning to speak common tongue and Nehemi is demanding that she's basically spend more time with Selena and oh. they're going to meet at five o'clock every day before Kale comes to, what is it? Train with Selena. Yeah, they go yeah. on their morning run. Yeah. Well they do morning run, but then they also like eat all their meals together. I don't know. They have a very strange relationship and I don't, I don't understand. We have a cut scene. Selena's chilling in her room at midnight, not sleeping. There's a test the next day. And she kind of sees, like, a draft coming from the wall, which, you know, questionable, right? And she looks at the tapestry that is on the wall. The, the tapestry that we pointed out, I think, in episode one. Yeah. Of very exciting. M- maybe this tapestry is important. And what does she find but secret tunnel? Secret tunnel. Secret, 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 secret tunnel. Does everyone understand the Avatar reference there? If they don't, honestly, that's their fault. Loser. Go watch Avatar The Last Airbender. He's so good. That that show tracks for both adults and children and has lived up to the test of time. It truly. really has. It's one of the ones, like, generations I've ever seen. It is not problematic whatsoever no. that I have found. I haven't seen anything of it teaches great ethics and morals anyway secret tunnel time guys let's go down it right yeah so selena goes down the secret tunnel honestly i skimmed a lot of this one because i was trying to read this quickly and two i find the description of a tunnel kind of boring yeah basically she goes down it it's it's drafty it's dusty right yeah it's musty dusty crusty um also the fact that she's like oh this is the night of the dead i'm gonna go down a secret tunnel that seems to have a never-ending staircase but this seems like a good idea and then she walks upon a tomb well before the tomb doesn't she actually get to like spy from the top of oh does she the yeah so she actually goes to like the top of the great hall somehow through this tunnel oh this castle makes no sense to me and she spies on the feast and sees Kale laughing with someone and sees Dorian doing Dorian things. Um, okay. She sees Paylor is sitting 
Oh, yeah, because all the other assassins were invited to the banquet except for her. Yeah. That was really upsetting. She thought just, like, no assassins were allowed, but it was just her. Yeah, there's a lot of gaslighting that takes place. Yeah. That's like, but, like, I don't even understand why was she the only one that wasn't allowed to go. Ouch. Don't bite me. That is terrible. What is about mean? Well, I really lost my train of thought there. Why wasn't she invited? I made the assumption that maybe the king was there and that there's some sort of subplot that we don't know about, like off screen, off page, that Dorian's basically trying to protect her from the king by hiding her from his view. Because that's the kind of event that I would assume the king would go to. I mean, but wasn't isn't the king gone? I don't know if he's, like, permanently gone during this time period or if he's going to be intermittently back. Because he said he was going to be off to go do some stuff, but he'd be back for the final test. Yeah, but I don't know if he was also back for these events. Interesting. But for some reason, she was not invited. Very, very sad. We need to get out. Dorian and Kale both show up to Selena's room for a booty call classic 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 and then are both like shocked when they see each other in front of her door for a booty call kale physically removes dorian and then walks into selena's room seeing her sleeping form like selena's not actually sleeping i think she just arrived back at her room at this point and is pretending to sleep and he gives her a ring that was like a party favor Oh, I forgot about that. That was... Because she keeps that ring for a while, doesn't she? I forgot about the ring. I forget about all those things. I think it's interesting that that Kale finds this to be, like, such a thoughtful gift when you literally, like, put no thought into it. You just grabbed it out of a basket that was being handed around yeah. for all of the other noble ladies that were invited to this party. I mean, yeah. Yeah. He really didn't do much. But she really likes the ring, I think. She likes her baubles, though. She likes shiny things. Don't we all? She very much reminds me of Amrin from Akatar. Yeah, but less badass. I love Amrin. I would say she is pretty badass. Like, at, by the third book, she's fucking... I'm a queen, bitch. Okay, yeah, but in this book, she's she's not like yeah. that, so... But she's also... That. Yeah, but she very much likes her jewels. Maybe... She likes her fine things. Maybe I shouldn't hate on Kale for that, because my husband did, in fact, find my wedding ring in a parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. Which I then found out about, mm, ten years later, literally was with this man for a decade, and didn't find out that he'd not purchased this ring, but, in fact, found it in a parking lot. Wow. Two years love. later, from like a third party, not even from my husband, and he said, "I never lied to you." I said, "When I saw it, I thought of you." He saw it on the ground. <laughs> he thought of it. me and picked it up. Wow, cheap engagement ring. <laughs> I mean, he kept it for years and years before giving it to me, and it fits. So honestly, fairy tale right there. Mm-hmm. Um. Wow, I'm really going on a lot of tangents today. <laughs> It's fine. I think that we need tangents. I don't, like... I feel like there was more plot that was happening. Like, what happened when she was down in the tunnel? Did yeah. we just, like, skip that? No. We didn't skip it. She She's about to oh. have a dream. So she goes back to her room. She receives the, the ring. And then, for some reason, again, 
is dreaming that she's walking down this tunnel. I can't tell if this is, like, astral projection or her real body that she was, like, sleepwalking in the tunnel. I think it was real body, because I think that she was, like, Elena kind of, like, called to her when she was in her sleep. Because there was, like, the, because it's the night of the dead, so, like, the veil between the worlds is thinner. Okay, well, that makes a lot more sense. That was my interpretation. I have questions but then just kind of glossed over them because i was like well this is just setting things up so i don't need to question this too hard fair enough fair enough (laughs) we are sheep we will go where you tell us to go yes (laughs) sjm just lead us (laughs) you are a shepherd but selena goes back through the tunnels she finds a sarcophagus so this is basically like like a tomb room she identifies the sarcophagi in this tomb as Queen Elena Galathinius Havilliard and Brandon. Gavin. Oh, whoops. Gavin, whoopsies. Brandon was Elena's father, right? Yes. So Gavin is the first king of Adarlan. Don't we don't we meet Mort too? No, there's just a reference to Mort. There's a bronze knocker in the form of a skull hung in the center of the door that opens to the tomb. I have to say preemptively, guys, um, Moore is one of my favorite characters in the series. He's pretty excellent. He is fabulous. I fucking love that door knocker. He's the coolest. Anyway, I'm just very excited to get some speaking parts from him because truly. But that's that's just like our visual introduction to him. So good. We then proceed to have a conversation between Elena and Selena about Elena basically being tapped to fight some terrible evil that's living within the the castle. And Elena makes reference to Evil Clock by saying that she's basically had to sidestep its guardians in order to have this interaction with Selena. And then talk when she talks more about this evil that's dwelling within the castle, she's saying its malice echoes into all worlds. Interesting. that Erlia needs her to be the king's champion, basically, to vanquish this evil. Here's my question for you. Are these creatures that are referenced in this chapter and then obviously take on a much more prominent role throughout the rest of this book series, are these the same as the Asteri? I don't... Okay, wait... Like the gods? No. So this this evil. And I can't remember what. I don't think so because it's not like the Asteria are like sucking like the first light out of everyone. Basically like. So so the Asteria suck life force, right? Mm-hmm. Or like ma- magical life force. These creatures also suck life force. Yeah. Like the dark princes. Yes. Of hell. But. But are. But are these considered dark princes of hell? Because they aren't actually from this world. They were brought into Erlia. But hell is, an also, is also a different world. But I think hell is. The world that like Prithian is in. I think that's what that is. Because I think oh, that's why you've got. Our bat boys and everything. In the inner circle, and there. That's interesting. There are people. I don't know. I am like. There's definitely a connection between all three worlds, and I think that come January thirtieth, we're gonna be finding out a lot more about it. I hope that 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 
kind of either confirms some of my theories or brings us some more clarification as to what these creatures are. Because I think it's clear these creatures exist in all three worlds that SJM has prepared. But I don't know what their role is in each of these worlds. Yeah. Like, are they connected on a grand scale as the big bad? Or are they connected in that they're just like a secondary um i'm trying to think of like the word for like a a a secondary parasite on the world you know what i'm talking about oh okay i see what you're saying yeah but we'll find out we will find out this is exciting in in january later this month actually i'm excited it's gonna be great we then receive the amulet where Elena gives an amulet to Selena and she says this will protect you and then tell Selena to run back to her room because the guards for the clock tower are coming to get Elena and we don't want Selena to be caught up into that mess. So Elena runs back to her little bedroom and I guess wakes up from this trance-like state that she was in in her bed and she's actually holding the amulet. Yes. I love a magical, like, a protective talisman. Like, I just, I love when that's involved. And I think it's exciting that we now has, isn't this the, this is the Eye of Elena, right? I believe this is the Eye of Elena, but we'll find out. Um, I don't really remember what the amulet is formally called. I think it's the Eye of Elena. You're probably right. That's my theory. Fine. We'll find out, guys. Oh, we'll get back to you next week. Maybe with an answer to that question. Perhaps. Maybe not. But we'll definitely be discussing further into the book. I'd say we're about halfway through now. We, so. Yeah, it looks like we're halfway through. And honestly, I think we probably need to pick up the pace on how many chapters that we're covering in each of these Yeah, next episodes. week will probably be a big chunk. Just, just because I'm, I'm kind of tired of throwing a class. Like, I need us to get yeah. to book two where things start to really pick up. Um, This is, it feels like an entire book of world building. And, like, obviously there's plot and there's stuff that's going on. And I think it's an entertaining book if you're reading it for the first time. But, like, the fact that I know what's coming next and how it's so much better, it just kind of makes this feel like a book of world building. It, it is a book of world building. Uh, no, I'm excited for book three, not not book two. Yeah, book two is more of this. But it does, we get more, I think, like, Selena being a little bit more espionage. Because at that point, she's the king's champion, and she's off being like, I'm gonna go kill all these people for the king, and then she actually doesn't. I legitimately don't remember anything about book two. Really? Aside from the final scene. Oh, because, like, there's... There's a lot that final, happens. Yeah, but there's... Yeah, how do you not remember this stuff from book two? I feel like I remember all of it. Like, um, well, not, keep in mind that I read these books when you were pregnant. Yeah. No, not when, when I was pregnant. Literally right year. after I came home from the hospital. Because I ordered the first two before I went to the hospital. So I'd have them when I came home mm. and was in a sleep deprived state for like the course of a week and a half. And I read the entire series in, I think, seven days. That's fair. That's um, a good series. I don't remember a lot. Yeah. <laughs> then you have something to look forward to and so do all of our listeners who we love so much and we are excited to be getting back into the groove of this podcast which you know is so fun 
so excited. We'll probably be taking... Are we going to take a break to do CC3? Or are we just going to keep going through TOG? Well, I think we can finish TOG before CC3. That's what I was thinking. Comes out. And then... Instead of doing, like, a walkthrough, because I know, like, a lot of other SJM fan podcasts are going to do, like, in-depth discussions of CC3, maybe we just spend one episode talking about it, just, yeah. like, in broad strokes. Right after we finish it, it's fresh in our minds, we have all of our questions, you know, predictions. Yeah, because I what I also don't want to do is do something super in-depth like that and then provide, like, a lot of spoilers if people are, like, trying to actually yeah. read those books, because I completely understand that people probably don't consume books like as quickly as I I want to say both of us but really just me yeah you read a lot more than me yes yeah Bailey's a really fast reader I'm jealous it's my career a lot of my career is reading and writing and so I do it really quickly indeed um, but anyway we'll but see you guys. arts are important people <laughs> until All next right. time Till next time. Peace out, guys. Oh.